Welcome to episode two of Bad Reputation. I'm still pondering the name of the podcast. I guess I might as well just stick with it now, but it always comes back to reputation management that we end up talking about. Today's episode, episode two, is with my best friend in the whole wide world. I don't even consider him a best friend. He's my brother, Nick Collins. Hello. Have you, have you received a cease and desist yet from uh, Taylor Swift? I have not. In regards to the name. Bad reputation. <laughs> this was like kind of, I really should have done Nick first, but I, you know, getting Nick to even open up just a little bit is difficult to do. But yesterday or uh, two days ago, I got to listen to something that was really inspirational from him. And it was like a 26 minute run of what's happened to him through the years. And I've been with him through all of that and, you know, on and off and on and off and on and off. And of course the last five years we've been together um, more than probably any friends have been together literally every single day. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because when I talk about our friendship, I remember there was one argument. Yeah. And other than that, That's like right. we have never had an argument other than that. Yeah. And it was because of me and my stupidity of, I think I kissed your girlfriend. Yeah. I think I was away. Yes. Yeah. You were away. <laughs> he still harbors. <laughs> you can tell like deep down, he still harbors like trust issues with away. me on that. But yeah, he was away. You know, it's funny though, because like I hear like girls, especially they'll say, Oh, you know, she's my BFF. We've been best friends for 10 years now. And I'm like, wow, man, we really been, been, I mean, like I remember you know, you were the first person that I met in elementary school when we moved from the city. Uh, you know, my dad moved us. We, we lived in a, a row home in the city. So my dad moved us up uh, from, I mean, we, we we could walk to Memorial Stadium. So that's where we were. Uh, I remember my alley was starting to get really, really rough and a lot of riffraff. So so I don't know how my dad being a an orphan, um, you know, no upbringing, uh, how he managed to find this little town called Manchester it's an amazing story how he managed to do that with really no direction. I always say, you know, I never grew up with uh, a guru or a mentor. And, you know, my dad was a manager at Staples and I, and I always talk about how I'd see him get home late and he would say hi. And then he'd head out to the tractor, you know, or he'd start doing his work, mowing the grass. But uh, I don't know how he took us from the city to this little town and called Manchester um, and, and got us a, a nice house built from scratch, a little rancher um, on, you know, five acres. Uh, it was, it's amazing how he did it. I mean, I, I know how he did it, but it's, it's just, it baffles me, you know, how he had the foresight and insight to do that, to get us out of there. But anyways, yeah, you were the first person that I met at Manchester elementary. Um, and then we had the same last name. So that always caused a, a big stir. Um, and I always remember one of my first memories of you is in the bathroom and you had a little truck sweater on and uh, you were talking about the F word and you said that it was the mother of all, <laughs> of all bad words. <laughs> and I remember leaving there and I was like, God, that guy's so cool. He said that in front of us all and, and your little truck shirt. And we were little. I love that. Like the, the, the one, the first memory of me the that you have yeah. is me saying the word fuck. Yeah. That was, that is, that's right. And you know, what's funny is like, it's probably the last word that you probably heard me say, which I literally just did. It is. Yeah. That's part of your daily vocabulary. It is. It's part of my daily vocabulary. (laughs) It's funny because my parents did the same thing, right? My parents came from Baltimore city. That's where, I mean, originally we're right before I was born, they were in Baltimore city and they moved to, you know, like the outskirts of Manchester, which kind of like bordered on Pennsylvania. But it was interesting to me that you know, like our family is kind of like migrated there. And then there were other connections through yeah. like the Icabonis, right? Like there, there were just all these weird universal connections that, that kind of like brought us together. And then of course, you know, your dad and my dad became friends and, and, you know, I've, I always looked at, at your dad. I always called him the lone wolf. Yes. Um, 
I would, you know, from, and we talk about your dad all the time, you know, God, God rest his soul. I got a tattoo on my arm yeah, you know, right. in, in memorial of him. Uh, he was one of, he was just one of those guys. Like he was so, in my opinion, was so cool. And, and he was a hard worker and it was somebody that I could look up to. And, and I know you did too. Oh, absolutely. And, and even towards like the end with him, the guy was just free. Yeah. It was just, he, was he living, found freedom. He found freedom, man. Yeah. He was living his life. He was doing what he felt like he wanted to do. And, and that's all I cared about. And that was something like, man, you want to talk about an entrepreneur. That's, that's the entrepreneurial spirit. And, you know, sometimes I think you ask yourself, you know, where do you get it from? I think that's where Could you got true. it from. I think. He, he found it later in life. Yeah, you know? I mean, he was a risk taker, in my opinion, and he and he was one of those people that that did what he wanted to do, and that's really, in 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 my opinion, what a real entrepreneur is. They that's somebody that does what they want to do when they want to do it, and that's something that you do. So yeah, absolutely. I wanted to. I wanted these. I wanted some people to share. You know, as we get into the five minute span here, I wanted to. You know, after this old like best friend banter, best thing, friend we, banter. You know what I mean? Like we already had that. it. Yeah, kick it right into business. No, we can't. Maybe. So, but I wanted to get into like some of the things that you do because a lot of people, you know, don't get to. to you don't share a lot of. You know, I, I share a mass amount of what I do on a daily basis, but you don't, and I don't that's like cool. it, yeah. yeah I gotta get, get it, I gotta get into the group. Yeah, yes. I mean, people need to get be able to work them the, their way close to you, and you know, my part of my job is to, to extract that keep people away from you <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're the gatekeeper i'm literally the gatekeeper but in this Nick. episode you're, you're gonna try to extract I, that. I'm, like, I'm gonna be extracting information yeah. because i i feel like a lot of the things that you've done in your life and the things that you've shared with me have helped me get better in life so i wanted to start off with what you do in the morning because what you do in the morning and what most people do in the morning are completely different so can can you just run me through like a like a normal morning for you? Yeah. Like the quirkiness of your morning. Absolutely. So you got a taste of the quirkiness. Uh, I did. Three four weeks ago, we went to uh, Florida together uh, for a uh, Tony Robbins conference, and I took Todd on. Got to give him a little taste of it. But yeah, so I mean, the, the short and sweet is for two decades and now uh, almost twenty years, I've been self employed. So I of course had to find my rhythm, um, get into the routines. Uh, you know, I've, I've worked for myself at the house. I've worked in offices. I've had retail shops. So, you know, these these are routines that have just uh, been ingrained with me over many, many years. So, yeah, so my morning routine now, and this is something that even back in my most earliest of ages uh, of, of remembering is remembering is, is I've always gone to bed early and I've always awoken very early. Um, I know my mom, uh, same thing with my mother and same thing with my grandmother. They just went to bed very early and woke up very early. And by early, I mean, I literally go to bed like 839 um, and I wake up 530 every morning. I sleep like a baby, um, literally my eyes start shutting around 8 30. Um, one of my, the only true things that I really enjoy watching on TV is like boxing. I don't watch really anything else. I mean, I'll ch channel surf, but I don't watch much. So if I need to stay awake to watch a boxing fight at like 11 or midnight, it's like pulling teeth. I literally will have to jump rope or drink espresso shots. I mean, it is so hard for me to stay awake. <laughs> um, but again, that, you know, that's, that's how different people work. Some people like you, you're the night out, you know, you burn yep. your oil at night and then, uh, you know, you still kind of wake up early. I mean, I was literally up until three in the morning and you were back here at and, eight, and eight. Well, no, I wasn't. I actually, this is the first day and I, I'm sorry to break into here, but this was the first day that Nick, I, I don't think Nick has ever beat me true. to the office, but he beat me to the office today. And, and oddly enough, it was because I could not get Renner to not wear his Superman costume <laughs> to school. It, it was like this, I could not, I was pulling teeth for about wow. an hour. And finally I, as a parent, I gave in yeah. because I had to get here. So uh, he is currently 
in at, at daycare wearing a Superman costume. I'm sure we'll see a picture of it later. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Yeah, I'll do. I'll, do, I'll post the stories later. But yeah, That's awesome. so so go ahead. So like you 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 go to bed early, but you I wake do. up early too. right? I do. Yeah, I wake up super early, early just naturally. So my brain wakes up about five or five thirty. Uh, I get up and I, I kind of just zone out in bed. I, I look at the at the ceiling and I I kind of wake up. Um, and then after about thirty minutes of that, I do something called priming. I gave you a, a little you and Nicole actually a little taste of that here in the office. Um, and then we did it for a, a bit in, uh, so write that down guys priming. That's yeah. something that Nick, you know, that's a keyword that Nick kind of just dropped on you. Like I said, you're not going to get a lot of access to him. So priming, make sure you write that down. So go into the, what's priming. Yeah, sure. So priming is a, just a, it's a, a experience or a, um, a, something that Tony Robbins teaches and uh, it's about an hour long. And I, I, over the years, an hour is just too much. So I, I boil it now, down now to about 30 minutes. So you can simply Google Tony Robbins priming or YouTube it. Um, and it's just a, uh, an experience that he does, uh, a lesson where he takes you through um, soft, mellow music. Um, he, he talks you through gratitude. What do you feel gratitude for? What are you grateful for? Um, you know, what are three things in your life that, uh, you know, if you could close your eyes and think about them, that, that really meant a lot to you. Now th think of three things that you want to accomplish. So it's just a really deep, it's almost like a hypnotic trance type thing. You're just zoned out. You're thinking, you know, while you're grateful, you're, you know, you're thinking uh, great thoughts, your mind is expanding and you're just kind of preparing for the day. So anyways, it's called priming. Um, and there's about six different ones. I like the Tony Robbins UPW New York priming. It's about an hour long. That's the one we did. Together. And you can find that on YouTube, Absolutely, right? yeah. So what is it called again? It's Tony Robbins Priming. Uh, the one that I like is from the UPW, which is Unleash the Power Within, uh, the New York. Um, it's got like a purple background. We can put a link in too as well. Yeah, I think we can. So um, I like that one. It's yeah, an hour cool. long. That's the one we did over yeah. there. Um, and, again, and we did it live too. We did it live. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We did it live too at the at the experience. Um, some people like it, some people don't. I know Todd's uh, girlfriend, Nicole, she had mixed reactions to it. Todd loved it and I loved it. So I try to start my day with it every morning. And again, I don't do the full hour. So after that, I zone out a little bit more. I kind of go down and start making my coffee. Um, and then the next thing that I do is I read for 30 minutes. Um, I, anything on the Kindle, I, I just read. It's my family doesn't wake up to about eight, so I have you know waking up at five. You have a lot of time to chill, so I start reading. I fire up the Kindle. Um, it's always something self-help, inspirational. Very rarely would it be. Actually, I shouldn't say very rarely. Never is it ever fiction. Um, it's always uh, you know Dan Kennedy, Dan Sullivan, Tony Robbins stuff. Keep going. Who else? Yeah, you know, Brian Tracy, um, Dean Jackson. Golly, Frank Kern. Um, Frank Kern's your oh, favorite. I love Frank right? Kern. He's he's my favorite. Yeah, he's the chills and the surfer. Right. Uh, Dan, he always jokes. Dan Kennedy, attorney at law, NASA researcher, uh, retired uh, um, legal professional. So yeah, he's got a bunch of superlatives. But now I, I love Frank Kern. He's one of my favorites. Um, but yeah. Always reading self-help. Um, another little gem that I like is my note-taking nerd. Uh, so it's a husband and wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend, and they basically travel around and they go to all these uh, you know seminars that we do, and they take notes. Uh, really t easy to read notes, um, and you know so I go to my note-taking nerd, see where they're at, and then read the bullet points and kind of get a boil down from that. So I'm just reading in the morning. Then I always hop in the shower. When I'm in the shower, I take long showers, 5, 10, 15, 20-minute showers. When I'm in the shower, I get like a brain stream. I start just thinking of all these thoughts. And I actually have a little notepad that sits on the toilet and I start uh, doing that. But I have a routine in the shower. I have this Noxema that my dad used to use. So I fire up the Noxema, put it on my face. It's, you know, Mandy says, you're a girl. You, know, you awesome. get in, you put your Noxema. It smells like my dad. So I put the Noxema on my face. I let it get steamy. I have this stuff called Dr. Teals. I put it in the water. It smells like lavender. It's do you very, sit down in the shower? I do. I have it's, a, I have it's a, so funny. I do. I have a teak bench. I do too. Yes. So I sit in the shower too. And honestly, like, and this is no joke, like, my best thinking is in the shower when I'm sitting down, yeah. I'm literally sitting in yeah. the shower, like I'm sitting in a bathtub, but I'm letting the water hit me. And then I also, when I'm going to the bathroom in the morning, yes. I, you know, you and yes. I joke about this. A lot of people call it the think tank. Yeah, I call right. it the stink tank. <laughs> Quote, unquote. And Man. I'm trademarking that, that by the, the way. Tank. When I get my best thoughts done I on do. the stink 
tank. Yeah, no, I love that. And you send me uh, pictures of, of that very often. I do, I do. I don't share that publicly, but yes, with my <laughs> best friend, I do send him pictures of from my pants tank. down from the stink tank. But yeah, no, so I mean, so you're, so you're priming in the morning. Yes. You're, you're self-educating. Always. What, which, which is huge because that's what you and I have done. You are, our, our education, no you know, college, we were terrible yeah. in school, Absolutely. both of us. In, uh, you know, and I, even in my videos, I admittedly say that we, we sucked. In school, I was I mean, mediocre. That's what. Yeah, I mean, said. you were yeah. probably a lot better than I was. I just didn't care, and and and, and I accepted at an early age that school was not going to work for me, no. and that it wasn't going to help me be successful. So, not not saying that it won't help other people in specific uh, professions, but it just wasn't for me, yeah. and I and I accepted that fact very early on. And I think you were just bored. I did. I hated it. Because you're yeah. massively intelligent. I mean, uh, I mean, in my opinion, you you operate on a, a completely different level. There's there's not a lot of people that do that, but I think you operate on, on a different mental level than most people. I don't think that I operate on the same level as you. I think that you you have something special, Thank and you. I think that's why you're you're able to get up early. You, you stick to your routines of priming, self educating, and reading for that thirty minutes, guys. You, if you're not reading a book. You've got a serious issue. You've got to got to pick a book up. I don't care what it is and start reading a book. If you suck at reading books, listen to audio. That's what I do. I'm not good at reading books, but I will listen to an audio book in my car at home before I go to sleep, uh, even when I'm in the office sometimes. And you can get through an audio book pretty quick, right? So – um, you're priming, you're reading, you're self-educating, then what? Yeah, so then I ch- – so real quick. Oh, was, you're, I'm sorry, your shower routine. Yeah, my shower routine. No, I was just saying I, I, I have a teak, a little a stool that I sit in there, and I absolutely love that thing. I put the Dr. Teals in there, the <laughs> Noxema, and I just brainstream. Um, but what you were saying real quick too with the Audible, you, you know, I never used to like really reading all that much either, uh, but the, the Kindle's really took taking it up a notch. I watch a ton of YouTube stuff too in the morning if I'm not uh, feeling like uh, reading the Kindle. And then Audible, and one of the funny habits that I've gotten into is is listening to everything one times six, five – 1.65x. So like I've come to the point now where if I'm watching something on TV, my brain wants that fast 1.65x speed. Yes. So on YouTube, I, you know, you can go down to the little gear at the bottom. You can, and like I said, 1.65x is right on the cusp of, for me, my brain will digest it. So now it's, like I said, it's if I'm watching TV, man, I want to speed it up. I got to intake sure. that as quickly as possible. So yeah, so I, I do some type of brain, uh, you know, like again, I'm, I'm chill, I'm relaxed, but I'm intaking. Then I hit the shower um, and then, then my family starts waking up about eight. I think I've gotten, what else did I do? Yeah. So, I, oh, okay. So then I review my to-dos from the night before. Before I go to bed, I, I kind of prioritize and put my MITs on there, which I consider my most important tasks. MIT um, is most important task. Yeah, Brian Tracy taught me that from his. He's got a great book called Eat That Frog uh, by Bar- Brian Tracy. It's just about you know setting priorities. He has a new one out now that's basically Eat That Frog times two. I think it's called, uh, I forget what it is. Anyways, look at the new Brian Tracy book, Eat That Frog p- Part Two. It's amazing. Uh, so anyway, so I get out, I, I make my coffee, I walk to our little, we have a little koi pond out there, I'll drink my coffee out there and just just hear the birds, we live in the woods, so it's like a rainforest sometimes and again, it's very relaxing, I just, you know, if my son wakes up and is running around the house, the dog's chasing him, if my wife is screaming, that would be, that would get me off to such a, a, a bad morning mm-hmm. and that's just, I, I can't operate like that, other people can, uh, but I can't. So anyways, yeah, so I just kind of roam around, then the family wakes up and then it's strictly family time for that little, maybe an hour window, I have about 7.30 to 8.30 before he has to get to the bus stop, so I'm just reviewing his homework. We're eating breakfast together, watching the news together, um, and just chit-chatting. Then I take him to the bus stop. I either walk to the bus stop or I drive to the bus stop. And I really enjoy that time. As you see, I, that's one of the few things that I'll Snapchat or I'll, uh, Instagram is just our walk. We talk, we catch up. He's you know into girls now. He's into uh, building Roblox games. So we really uh, we really men. That's Ethan, by the way. Yeah. I call him E-Man. Um, he, you know, he is, he's six, mm. right? This kid's yeah. six, by the way. <clears throat> he looks exactly like Nick, number one. 
Manny probably will hate that I said that, but he looks just <laughs> like Nick. If you go back and look at like old pictures of Nick, sometimes I post them up. But anyway, it's very interesting. This kid is unbelievably intelligent. He's already on these computers and doing like amazing things. It's I, I mean, he's literally these kids are teaching us a lot of it stuff really now. Is. Which is crazy, but but I, what I found really funny about this, and, I, and I'm cutting you off from your corporate right. morning routine, is that you, your time with Ethan is so important it's to paramount. you. Absolutely. It, I feel like, you know, I talk about the why, right? Like, find your why, find your 100%. why, find your why. Uh, I know for a fact that that legacy that you want to leave back behind for Ethan, it, that's your why. Just it like is, yeah. Just like that connection that you had with your dad, that connection that you have with Ethan is so important to you. And uh, it, it, the relationship that you, you two have together to me is, is awesome. It reminds me a lot of the relationship that I have with the boys, Logan and Renner, mm-hmm. where, you know, they're not only our sons, but they're, they're dude, they're our best our friends. Buddies, absolutely. I mean, they you are said that our, like 10 years ago. Yeah, you, said and I mean, best friend. you know what we did and Nick and I did is we actually carved out, you know, Logan was going through a tough time. Logan, Nick and I, you know, and again, this is what a best friend does for another best friend. I had to carve out a day during the week just give some Logan some attention, but he he loves he, he calls him Uncle Nick, yeah. but he loves you know he loves Nick more more than anything. Always wants to talk to him. Nick, same thing. Always you know how's Logan? What can I do? Anything else? So he's carved out this time with me, and we spend this time with Logan. Ethan comes along sometimes, and we're we're giving him attention. We call it the guy guy's, guy's day. Yeah. I think it's guy's day or guy's night or whatever it is, and we all spend time together, and we do the same things that our dads did with us. Because at the end of the day, and this is what I've really come to, to understand, is at the end of the day, dude, our kids don't care about our business. They don't care about how much money we have. They don't care about how what cars we drive. Well, sometimes they do. Yeah. But what they really care about is the time we spend with them. You know, Nick and I run this company. We do all these things. We also coach their teams. We, we go, go to their practices. We, we go to their events. You know, we take them out. We do fun stuff with them. We act like big kids That's with them. That's absolutely right. And, and it, guys, if you're not doing that, I'm telling you right now, you're going to have regrets when you're 60, 70 years old, when you're looking back. That's what your kids remember. They don't care about any of the other stuff but the time you spend with them. You will 1,000% uh, if, if you don't – so we only have one child, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's the way it is, just one and done for us. Um, so That was part of your plan. It though. was part of the plan, absolutely. So we have one child, one little boy, uh, and so every minute with him – I'm never going to have it again with no more kids, you know, so Sorry. we get this one shot. So, but what, I, I'm an avid reader. You've seen my library. Yep. I mean, I must have 5,000 books, physical books. Um, so anyways, one of my favorite genres of books to read is CEO uh, self-help uh, books, but just uh, biographies, right? So I have a probably 15 book collection of things that CEOs give you tips on, right? And it's you know tips from a CEO, things I wish I would have known when I was younger. Entrepreneurs give their tips. And 80% of those books are do not forget to spend time with your family, or I wish I would have spent more time with my mom, or I wish, you know, um, every one of these books is that's the takeaway, spend more time. And, yeah, and and these guys are regretting and, it. And the thing is funny is that, you know, and I, and I said this, I think in one of my videos, at the you know, whenever you pass away or whenever you're on your deathbed, God, you know, God, hopefully you actually get a deathbed where you actually get to say goodbye to your family. Sometimes, most of the time it doesn't happen. It didn't happen for me. Yeah, and you just, yeah, exactly, with your dad, you didn't get to say no. goodbye. And, and if you do, at the end of the day, you know, they're, the only things that they're going to talk about or remember or the memories that they're going to have is how much they loved you, how Absolutely. much time you spent with them and the things that you did. So you can't take the money with you. You can't take the job with you. You can't take any of that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, you want people to say this. He was a great dad. He was a great man. That's what I care about. And so that, that's got to be your legacy. That's got to be your end goal for everything is uh, were you a great parent? Man, if you were, 
then you did your job. Right? Yeah, I mean, I had the luxury of, so, I mean, I'm almost 40 and Ethan is now seven. I keep forgetting seven. So I had the luxury of a, and I'm, I'm a kind of an anomaly with this, but I mean, right out of high school, I started my first, we'll, we'll talk about this. Yeah. Next. Well, let's talk about that now. Sure. I absolutely. Mean, okay. So wait a minute, let me, so yeah, so I had the luxury of starting young. So I had maybe four or five year jump where I could do my business without having a, a son. But anyways, yeah. So that's my morning. I, I guess we'll transition into that. So, oh, one of the other thing I like, uh, so when I drive to work, I take client calls. So this morning I actually talked to Nick Steelper from school. Yeah. Um, so Nick called, he had, he runs a family business with, uh, uh, you know, his mom clean way. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so I really, really enjoy that. And that's what I've come to realize. I really love working with fellow entrepreneurs, especially friends from high school. So he called me up and he wants to expand his business. So we had a great talk this morning. That's one of the things that I love winding into my, my day is helping another friend, yep. but it's also talking about business. So him and his mom run, uh, you know, he says, man, we really want to expand our corporate cleaning. Um, we're having trouble with talent. They, they come and they go really quickly. So I, I talked to him. I said, listen, you know, there's only what, what I believe to be three things to increase business. It's, you know, increase your clients, um, increase the amount of things that they can buy from you and then increase the frequency when they can buy. So I said, listen, is there any type of subscription you could get them into? You know, could you, when, when, when you, when you guys clean, could you get them into some type of monthly, monthly maintenance package? Could you leave behind and sell them? products and services. How can we grow this business? And I, I really enjoy that. So literally I pulled up and I finished with him and that gets me into my day. So sure. for, for you, for you, but yeah, no, so I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years. Um, my God is it? Yeah. yeah I mean, in 20 years. Yeah. And, and so like, I think we graduated high school in 1997. Um, which is, I, that was what, 20, that is that 19 years ago? No, it's, is it? God, I don't even I know. I think it's, no, it's, bad it's, bad. 20, <laughs> it's 20 years ago, I think. So regardless of that, we, you know, you've been doing this since you got out of high school, Yeah, but you didn't just go run, running into entrepreneurship. No, I didn't. So I had three jobs um, that I can remember. So at, right out of high school, you know, we did college, we did the, the Carroll community thing and that just was a fizzle. Then we both slowly transitioned to Towson, which is our, our big college, I guess, Towson State. You know, it's great college. We, we dabbled. I mean, my memories of that are, uh, you know, gosh, just barely uh, having, you know, barely making it to class, but mostly with our, our parties, you know, like our yeah. party. And I remember you were bouncing a lot of the parties. Um, well, we ran that one party like a business. We actually, we actually talked about, we spread it. We spread this one party that we had at, at the colony. We spread the word. Yes. Right. And then we actually bought tickets Yeah. and then we bought the kegs of beer Absolutely. and then we charged for them to get in. And I think we actually either we either broke even on that party. Cause I was at the door collecting yes, the were. money. We either broke even or we made money. And I was like, Holy crap. We, this, is amazing. There, this was a massive party that it we was. put on and we made money doing it. I was broke even. Yeah. And you were making scout. sure nobody was uh, sneaking in. And, and, and it was just, it was such a cool thing. And, and I think that maybe that was the trigger that set it off for you. I don't know, but we know for a fact, and you've told me a million times that you walked outside or you went and talked to your parents. Let's talk about oh, that. You were at MPT, right? It was the cubicle that did it for me. I just couldn't stand it. So yeah, right out of high school, we were dabbling in college. We both, you know, dropped out, never made anywhere. So I had real jobs. So I worked for a really good job was actually Maryland public television. Right. Um, I got hired. I started in as a temp and I, I worked for uh, wall street week with Lewis Ruckheiser. Great yep. job building websites. Um, I had benefits. It was really, really good money at the time. So I worked for Maryland public television and I worked for our gas and electric company. It's called BGE. And I went in for their tech department and I was the youngest kid. And when I say kid, I was probably 18 or 19. 19. So I was working for their, uh, it was called the Atlas project. And we were putting in little tiny Wi-Fi receptors or, or, uh, you know, um, whatever this things are called in, in, uh, lamppost lights. Right. So we were working with the gas and electric company to install these Wi-Fi routers. So at the time this was like cutting edge and, you know, grown adults, you know, people older than my dad were coming up saying, Hey buddy, you know, what are you doing up here? How'd you get to the fifth floor? And no one up there was at the fifth floor. Um, so yeah, so MPT BGE, and then I worked at Staples cause that's where my dad right. got me in it. So I had retail experience. Couldn't stand that. 
that. Yep. Hated the retail hours. And I worked at Target as a, a manager for the electronics department. Couldn't stand that. But BGE and MPT were a, a true to life cubicle job. I mean, a cubicle the size, you know, I could barely, I'm tall, six, three. I couldn't reach it with my arms. Right. I always talk about how it was like jail. So that to me was the light bulb. I knew that I didn't want that. And that's where the speech you love that I gave about the, uh, the experiences. That's where I really go deep into that. I knew that I could not spend the rest of my life in a cubicle. And I knew also that I could not spend the rest of my life in Staples or a Target or in retail. I saw my dad. He would go in at nine come home nine, always talking about people, trouble, management troubles, um, you know, just shrink, trying to control the theft. Uh, and, and he would come home and mow the grass and then he'd come in and he's exhausted. So, and I, I experienced that. So yeah, I mean, as, as a really young age, I, I, I plotted my own course, you know, which is still holding true. And we'll talk about that later, but that's, I mean, Christ, you're talking about 30. It was growing within you. It was. And I, so I said, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to live. This is what I want to drive. This is what I want to eat in the morning. This is how I want to experience life. And I, what it comes down to is personal freedom. Mm -hmm. uh, and in order to have personal time freedom, you have to have financial freedom. Mm -hmm. um, and again, because I think I started um, at such a young age, I think I was able to eliminate the, 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 what most people have trouble with where, you know, if you have a family and you have really big overhead and you have really big bills, it's kind of hard for you to make that decision. But I was so young. I made that decision when it was just myself and Mandy, really, we had hardly any overhead. Our, our apartment was probably $800. But regardless of that, I sat down and I said, this is what I wanted. And I executed on that all, which a lot of people don't do. You wrote down your goals and you executed on your goals. I did. I made a path for myself. And I said, I cannot get what I want by, by working this job. I, I can't get the freedom that I want. I can't get the financial, uh, you know, income that I want. So I got to do something else. And right. I, again, I, you, you alluded to it. I went to mom and dad. I said, mom, listen, I said, I, I got to, you know, I'm building these websites, getting a grand, two grand at a pop, meeting these influential, affluent people. Um, you know, and I want to do this, but I can't do this properly. I can't devote all my time to doing this while working at BGE and MPT. Uh, you know, and she says, no, you've got benefits. You, you know, you're making, I think at the time it was $18 an hour right. with really good benefits. And again, I was at, you know, at the top floor breakfast in the morning. Um, you know, we had a, we had a, a buffet. So it was really, really cool. She says, no, you can't. And again, she was a, uh, you know, a hard worker. She went to school, did her thing. And she was a uh, retail worker. She worked at Leggett's and, and, um, was it Belk at the time? She had to hook up on the guest jeans. Yeah, that's right. And same with my dad. You know, my dad, he went Staples. to school, uh, worked at Staples. And so he said, if that's what you truly enjoy doing, then you do it. So they each had their own thing. And I took my dad's advice and I never looked back. So dad had the entrepreneurial spirit. He did, yeah. Mom had the, had the opinion of what most parents will say. And, and that came from a place of love. It did. Absolutely. It always does. When yes. your parents try to deflate what you, what you truly are passionate about, what you want to do, they will deflate you. You just got to get past that. Let's see old Robert Kiyosaki. You know, we go to school. Your parents tell you, go to school, get that education to get you a job. But then that job, you know, it's a jail. It really right. locks you in. And I always say you're trading your time for money. You know, you're going to work for somebody who you're going to probably end up making rich or wealthy, uh, but you're, you're trading your time for money. And I, I, never could get, get into that even at a young age. So, but anyway, so I, I took the, the, I took the self-employment path and uh, I never looked back. So what did I do? Right. So I was building websites for people, meeting these local business guys. I put ads in the yellow pages. I put ads in the newspaper, build, I will build websites for you and create a marketing campaign. And so you I got, started advertising yourself. Started advertising. You, you were starting to build your personal brand at what age now at God, this point? 18, 19, 19 yeah. years old was building his personal brand. You know, people still haven't even done that yet, but he was building his personal brand. He was advertising himself in the paper. And go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I learned HTML. I learned learned how to code. I, what I did was I specialized in what was called LAMP, L-A-M-P. It was Linux, Apache, MySQL, and a PHP. And that made a complete website. And what these kids have nowadays with like WordPress, with one click install. I yeah. mean, I used to have to build the HTML. Back in my day, yeah. you had to write it HTML was. code. Yeah, I mean, we had this. So I really learned how to code on this thing called GeoCities. And I was like a website. And my buddy Ron and I, we had these GeoCities sites. And we were coding in HTML. And we had all the, the snazzy the alarms and the the 
music playing upon load. Yeah. And so anyways, I would teach businessmen how to do this. And then I would teach them how to use email and how to, you know, send out email blasts and how to build a list and how to solicit people. So I started meeting and building uh, sites for affluent and influential people. So after that, I started really having some good money come in and I started creating a, a little, little snippet of software way beyond its time. And it was just live chat, right? right. So I built it for Ed who had the Blender site. And yep. I said, wouldn't it be cool, Ed, if, you know, you and I could have the customer talk to us right from the website without having to call, you know, it's just, you don't have to pick up the phone at a time at the time people were using, uh, um, uh, modems, right? So yeah. you couldn't use the phone. Right. So it was this neat little snippet of code. And anyway, anyway, so I built a, a, a little snippet of code and a, a technology called live chat at the time, which enabled somebody to ask if a blender was for sale, if the K tech could blend eggs and whatnot. And I ended up selling that a company called me up called from live person. And they said, listen, we want to buy that. They want, we want to buy the software. We want to buy the technology. And so they bought me out at like the age of 21. And I, I mean, that was absolutely, I'll never forget it. Yeah. Uh, it was a good chunk of change out of, you know, and then when Uncle Sam, when I found out how much I had to pay Uncle Sam, I was like, wow, man, this isn't really, I should have sold for more. Yeah. <laughs> but you were addicted at that point. It was the aha moment as they talk about. Because then you were like, oh, okay, this is what I, this is what my plan is. My plan is to build these businesses, get them to work correctly, uh, attract the attention of, of someone who might see value in the business yeah. and then move on to the next one. Because what I, what I find is that you are very passionate about and and this is where my 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 favorite word now is I call you an empowerment. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. I don't call you an entrepreneur because I don't. I think you've elevated yourself above being an entrepreneur. I think now you're an empowerment because what you know you're taking people that want to be entrepreneurs and you're empowering them to become entrepreneurs. Like that. And that's a new. That's the evolution of the entrepreneur is now the empowerment. And uh, you know you did that for me. So you know some of the things where. It, I, there were so many failed attempts for me, you know, with the skate shop, with, I remember a search engine that I bought, you know, this is almost probably 15 years ago, search access. Yes. You, know, you were, tr you literally were throwing things at me saying, dude, just do this, try this, do this, try. And I kept, you know, backing out. You I, was, ready, I, you know? I was not ready Mentally, yet. And yeah. yeah. And so finally, you know, Nick came to me and he said, look, here's the deal, man. And, you know, and in, in the next video that I'm uploading, it talks about that is, is, I have an opportunity for you. It's it's something where you can utilize your talent within it. Can you do this? And it, it, the timing was right. It was perfect. It worked out. I mean, and it was just like the, you, the stars aligned, right? Yeah. And, and it finally was like, all right, now's our time. And we did it. And now, you know, again, you know, this is something that like I've had both of our, our backs on. You know, we built a million dollar agency yes. in less than five years. That's amazing. And it, it's, it's crazy, right? And so- um, just, I wanted, I wanted to kind of like end a couple things with, sure. you know, what did you learn? What did you learn in that, in that 20 year span? You know, just a couple quick tips for, for some people and then drop a couple secrets on them. And then sure. we'll talk about, you know, what we're, cool. our next thing is. Yeah. So what I learned in those 20 years is it was always me, myself and I in the beginning. And, and I'm, and again, I'm an introvert. I, I don't necessarily, um, <laughs> don't necessarily enjoy a massive team, but I came to realize that you got to have a massive team to get to that next level. You can only do so much by yourself. And in the early days, what I really discovered, and I, I, I give myself a pat on the back was I learned how to delegate. I'm not a micromanager. I really let people do their thing. You know, I, right. I kind of say, this is what I'm looking for. So I, back in the day it was Elance. I think now it's called Upwork. I remember, you know, I was using the, the, the right. Indians and the, uh, the, the Philippines. I would go into these places and hire really good talent. Um, and I would have them do things for me that either I sucked at or just that I didn't want to do. And, and you're still friends with some of those guys. I still friends. And I still use them to this day, outsourcing the ability to delegate um, and, and pick the right people. It's, it's massive. So the, the biggest thing is if you really want to get to the next level, you've got to find people that do what you suck at, right? I right. suck at sales and that's where you came in. Sure. You are a massive 
master at sales, persuasion, um, and marketing. You know, so I'm the creative guy. I kind of create the vision. I love plotting the course and I always use the term clear path, clear path to cash, clear path to freedom. Like that's me. I see clearly where I need to go. And then I kind of build the components and then I put the people in place to do it. So yeah, so I absolutely, if you want to, if you want to do something on your own and you want to get out of the nine to five, you've got to learn how to find your true passion. What are you really good at? And then whatever you suck at, find somebody to do that. Um, that that's one of my secrets. I mean, my friend, a partner, anybody, a wife, whatever it is. Yeah, so find that person that can do what you're not good at, but you know that you can trust, Absolutely. right? And that and that you know that would be successful at them and would hopefully have the same passion. They got to fit into your puzzle. They have to be a good puzzle piece. We talk about. Um, give me, give me, give 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 the people one good secret that they can use. Oh gosh. So for me, uh, time is, is of the utmost importance. Uh, my personal time, um, creating systems and frameworks that, so, I mean, I, I guess the biggest secret that I would say is it takes deep thought to really understand and think about what you truly want. Like some people say they might want the big house or they might, might want the Ferrari. And then you got to create a path to that. But what people don't understand is the responsibility that comes with that. Right. Right. So, you know, the, my biggest secret is from a very early age, I knew exactly what I wanted. I wanted the freedom of time. And again, you know, I don't have the giant mansion. I don't have the the three million dollar stable of cars. I know the path that can get me there, but that path comes with a massive amount of responsibility. It comes with a ton more work that right now I just don't feel like doing, only because my son's seven, and you know it just comes with this big bundle of, of responsibility. So what I would suggest is the biggest secret is really take some time, think about what you want, what is most important to you. You know where do you want to live? What, what do you want to do when you wake up? When you wake up, you know what do you spend your morning doing? What do you spend your you know your lunch time doing? What do you spend doing at night? Like really think about that. What type of people do you enjoy working with? If you don't enjoy working with people, you know, can you create something? So really what I would suggest is spend a day, go to a spa, spend a day with yourself, right? If, if you can't get out for at least four hours or something wrong with you, you know, try to get yourself four hours of your time, sit down. I'll, I'll put the, the text file that has my list of what I would yes, suggest. Yes. We'll add that. So maybe, maybe take, maybe take a day and, and, and go over this list that I created and think about what it is that you want, what it is that you want to do, what it is you want to work with. And then we can help create a path uh, for you. But again, the, the biggest secret would be to, to what do you really want to do and how can we make that happen? You, if you really think about it, you can come up with a path, but Todd and I really specialize in that in creating paths. And I guess that would, would, would yeah. And I mean, that's the, kind of segues into what, you know, what we're doing now. A lot of people keep asking, you know, like, um, all right, Todd, you know, I'm starting to see you everywhere now and, and, and things what's going that on. Nature. Yeah. And I'm so like, nervous. I know. Right. And so, <laughs> so here's the deal is that our agency is, is doing great. Um, and Nick came to me about, I don't know, it was probably like two months ago. And he said, um, you need to start sharing your story. You need to start building out your personal brand. And for a long time, I, I you know, I was apprehensive about doing that. But I, at, at the age of, you know, almost 40 years old, uh, I, I feel like it, it's time for me to do that. I have to almost, uh, I, I can share that. And now what I'm seeing is by sharing it, I'm helping other people, which I have found I thought sales was my passion. I thought social media was my passion. I thought reputation management was my passion. My real true passion now is helping other people succeed. And I think that we, you and I found that uh, similarly that we both are passionate about helping other yeah, people. And like that's true, where we're great. Down. And so that is what Nick and I are working on now. Um, Nick's brainchild, it, it came to him uh, while he was on off on one of his private you excursions. know excursions that he does where he'll just leave for three four five days and come back with this booklet of ideas and then he's like all right todd you Let's need to this. dissect this and figure out you know what are we going to do with this 
and he came up with a great idea. And if you want to maybe give a little tidbit, sure. I call it a Todd bit yeah. of, of what we're doing and that sure. what people can look forward to. I'm pretty excited about this. So we came together and formed a, an amazing alliance. We are extremely uh, different people on the inside and out, but it, what that the difference has made this, the, the, the yin and the yang, the, uh, the ebb and the flow of our day-to-day -day just align so perfectly. We each have uh, skill sets and mindsets that that so uh, we're, we're a really good match. So anyways, what we're working on is is a blueprint of our agency. So our agency right now is uh, sells social services. We post socially for uh, businesses. We we our agency writes review responses on behalf of uh, restaurants, auto dealerships, uh, lawyers. So we respond to reviews and we teach business reputation management. And what Todd and I have found out is that the reputation of a small business, there's really almost nothing more important than that. Uh, a small business is the owner's baby. It's their lifeblood. They're so proud of it. So what what hurts more than somebody talking bad about that business? You know, it's hurts them and it makes them hold out the credit card. They need somebody that they can trust and somebody that can provide services to, to help them maintain their reputation and do things that they don't necessarily want to and do. And that has social proof, right? That's done it for others. It's, it's, we, so we have what we call a proven system. We're not selling ghostware. Um, we are selling uh, the blueprint to how we went from zero to half a million, then from half a million to multi-million. Um, and it's a tried and true proven system that anybody can use uh, to start an agency in their local area because our business is local. Right. You can close somebody in Florida on our agency. You can say, we will protect your reputation. We see that your last post on Facebook and Twitter was uh, 2014 and it's now 2018 and you're not responding to your reviews. People want to hear from you. So you can close somebody in Florida, in Hawaii, in Arizona. And uh, we do. We right? do. We have, we have clients all over the country. I mean, actually even outside the country at this point. Um, so it's, I mean, it's, it's going to be amazing when, when we launch this. It is. We're working really, really hard. So we're making video courses and it's it's the coolest. I have probably spent over $50,000 in purchasing courses over the probably more than actually yeah. over the past 20 years. I've gone to every seminar, you name it. I've bought every video course, every module, every do-it-yourself, every business in a box. But the thing that Todd and I are doing is we're really making a thorough, you know, a proven system that, that really has documents. You, you download our legal documents, you, you download our forms that you close the client, you know, and then Todd and I are actually mock role-playing. So literally the document, the, the the module video module that we did yesterday i was a pizza man right. and todd was the agency the student and uh, we went through the motions on how you would close the local pizza man um and it's just the coolest video and i'm enjoying it so much uh making it uh, it's a massive undertaking um you know we spent over three thousand dollars creating this in-house video studio and every day todd and i we get dressed up and we make these video courses it's a four-part video course um it starts at the top the overview and then we talk about preparing yourself and that's really me getting you into the mindset sitting down creating your path uh then it's sales and marketing then it's closing the deal then it's fulfillment and management right and so you, you're you're going to end up getting all that plus we're going to give you access to the software so you'll have actual software doing the work for you so be ready keep your eyes peeled when this launches it's going to be gigantic it's going to be huge it's going to be a disruptor uh that is what it's all about um i'm not going to say what what it's going to be disrupting technically but it, it, it's going to disrupt the market from a standpoint of that you can work. And our dream is that you can work from anywhere at any time and you can start enjoying your life at the same time, running a profitable business for yourself. Just like we did. Just it, like we did. And the word, the words or the phrase that I can't drive home en enough are, it is a proven system. It is a proven Well, you call it a system. system. I call it a formula. Yes. And, 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 and in my opinion, formulas are just 
are formulas or facts, right? So like a plan or a strategy that can be messed with. A formula is something that is exact. Yes. It's been, it's been proven to work. Yes. It works every single time without fail, no exceptions, as long as you do this, as long as you add this, add that, add this, add that. And we've done all the work over the four or five years that we've done it. We've gone through the, the, I call it the EKG of the ups and the downs. So we can get you there faster than if you were to just try to do it by yourself. And so to me, that is, that is really the the true value. Um, As with anything, you can do anything yourself, anything you put your mind to, but literally this is a business in a box. And when you get it, it just has every document you would need. And when you watch the videos and you watch our, our mock role playing, as we like to say, I mean, you're ready to roll and it's a local business and almost everybody knows a pizza man or an auto dealer or a lawyer or a retail, retail shop, a, tattoo a, gym, a tattoo artist, a dentist, a, a, a real estate agent. Anybody that's B two C, and and it's funny because right now we're I'm we're, I have a, the formula set up inside one of our clients for employees to work with or review the business, mm-hmm. and 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 so there's just so many different avenues, and we keep evolving it. There's we new, we add new things all the time. So as as we come to a close here, I, I, leave, leave us with something. Leave us with something. Great. Well, I mean, so not to put you on the spot. Oh, yeah, no, no, that's okay. So, for the reputation, uh, you know, agency build that we're building, it's just going to be so neat because whether you're a stay at home mom, you're right out of college, it's for you, or if you want to build a giant agency like this. Right. Um, so, for me, yeah, the aha was the agency is really cool. Um, and I absolutely love it. But again, the aha was seeing those texts from you and the other people that I've been able to bring out of the, the, the jail cells of the nine to five, seeing those texts, you saved my family. I, you know, from, from one of my, one of my friends, you saved my family. When I was in this XYZ job, I was working Saturdays and Sundays and now I have my life back. You, Nick, I can't even believe that I I'm spending this Saturday with Logan on baseball. I, this is the most amazing. That's for me is the aha. Um, oh man. You want to share the aha moment with everybody else. I so, want to share the aha. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So you want a gym? Um, man, gosh, the Pomodoro timer has been life, life altering for me. That is, that is a huge uh, secret that I use to keep me in track. The Pomodoro timer is something I use on my computer, uh, from the minute I start working. I would say that's probably one of my biggest claims to fame is the it's Pomodoro, a, the Pomodoro timer. timer, and it's just oddly enough, Nick has never even told me that. So that that's a must one, truly be a gem. It is the po- Pomodoro timer keeps me on track and keeps me. That's probably the, the the only one that comes to mind right now. But once you get the power of 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 owning your own time, you will never look back. And again, you can do it yourself. Uh, Say that one more time. The power of owning your own time. It is so powerful. Just because for the past, you'll never get it back. Eighteen years, you'll never get it back. I mean, that's the only resource that really once it's gone and money. You know, you can get just like Donald Trump went bankrupt. He, you know, it, it replenishes itself. Hey, time, I went bankrupt. Yeah, you did. Absolutely. You really, <laughs> and it comes back. But time, once it's gone, it's gone. I mean, everybody knows that. But and anybody can create their own freedom. But you know, if there's a system out there or somebody, it's it's modeling the masters is what I call it. <laughs> Success drops clues. And it's no secret. You can always see what somebody else is doing and model that. So like, that's what I did when I was younger. I found mentors. I found gurus. I, you know, I said, Hey, this guy's doing this. And so, yeah, so model the masters. But once you get your freedom of time, it just is, again, I haven't had a boss in in 20 years. I just cannot imagine the feeling of having somebody uh, saying, you've got to be here this time and you've got to execute this. And, uh, you know, and you're going to get fired if you don't. So I understand the value of time freedom. And when somebody, when I can give that gift to somebody else, it is the ultimate uh, gift that I can given and there's nothing more that I, I truly well Nick enjoy. I can tell you this that the best gift you know uh that I've ever given whether or not or you've ever given me whether it has nothing to do with business has nothing to do with anything is the friendship Absolutely. that you've given me um and again I, I I it's not a friendship it's it's you're it's my brother you're yeah, my brother 
There's no question about it. Your family, uh, whether the last names are the same or not, um, family's family. We, we, you've been there for me from you know the worst times to the it's best true. times, back to the worst times, all the way back up to great times, back to the worst times. And I, I know I am probably not the easiest guy to be best friends <laughs> with, but to to uh, to to have someone like you in my life, um, I, I'm truly blessed to have that, and I and I'm truly blessed to be able to share that with with everybody else, guys. I hope you got something great out of this. I hope that um you can take some of this to go back and listen to it again trust me there's there's we talk fast yeah Slow we it do down. talk fast but there's especially <laughs> towards the end there a lot of stuff that nick said um you know success leaves clues and things like that man write that stuff down i it, it's it it really truly is even if he doesn't think that they're gems they are uh nick where can people follow you uh, yeah, so that's the thing. I mean, as a, I, I, I'm I know you're private. Kind of private yeah, but... no, I mean, so you know, you taught me the ABC. What is it? Always be closing. Always so be the closing. only, the only thing I would say is, you know, you're, you, if you're listening to this, you're probably following Todd. Um, I have my own personal website. It's called NicholasCollins.com, but it hasn't been updated in a million years. It talks a little bit about me, what I've been doing. Um, I probably updated it about four years ago. But what I would take away from Todd's ABC is, we'll close this out with: if you want to get out of the nine to five, if you don't like where you're at, or let's say you're maybe out of college or you're a stay-at-home mom. Todd and I, we have what I call is the clear path. Um, we know what needs to be done to get you out of that job, whether it's an agency or whether it's something else. I mean, let's say you're passionate about building something or building a gadget or bringing this service, or even if you have like my buddy Nick, who has a, a, a home cleaning business, we can show you the path to take that to the next level or just to get you out of that into something that you enjoy. So I would say reach out to Todd or myself and uh, you know, pick our brains. We consult for free. Pick our brains for a half hour. Well, he consults for free. I don't consult for free. <laughs> I don't consult for free anymore. Well, there you go. You got to pay me. You got to show me the pay money. To play. Yeah. Show me the money. Pay to play. But, but yeah, we can help but, you find that. So I would say reach out to us if, if you want to go to the next level. Yeah, we exactly. Or you can just, like I said, you, like Nick said, you can reach out to me and I'll put you in touch with Nick because then he'll help you for free because you might have to pay me. No, I'm just joking. I will help for free. But um, it, it, again, thank you so much oh, for, for doing this. It, it, it means it means so much to me that you came on here and that you're supporting me, uh, the brand within the brand, always to, to be able to do this because it's exciting for me and and I and I love when people hear it. Uh, and uh, you, this is not the last time, of course, you're no, gonna be on here. So not I greatly appreciate. It. Let's do a high five. High fives. So you guys heard that? That was a high five. Forty five minutes. Uh, did good. That was a long one. So yeah, but yeah. So we have more to touch on. But uh, Nick, thanks a lot. Absolutely, I appreciate buddy. It. Later. See ya. <laughs>